What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. This is episode 262. And um, and I can't lie, man. There are certain things that really make me smile, man. And, and today is one of those days. Um, I'm I'm really humbled to be joined today by this legend. This is one of these guys that has has done it all. Anything that you could really think about in this combat sports game, this dude is done. Um, managing legends like like Smoke and Joe Frazier, you have him working with you, being literally synony- as synonymous with the UFC as Dana White. Who am I talking about? None other than the babysitter to the stars himself, the legend. Burt Watson, brother, what it do, man? Welcome to the Fight What's Podcast. Up, What's up, baby? <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much for joining me, man. I, I, I'm, I'm humbled, man. Thank you for being on the show today. How are you today, sir? Man, I'm trying to make it, baby. And thank you for having me, man. Uh, you know, I appreciate being here. Enjoying Absolutely. you, and uh, I've watched the show, and uh, I appreciate it, man. I, I've enjoyed some of your work, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. But it's, it's always good. To, to 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 be relevant, okay, to have people want to listen to you and talk to you. you know? Bro, I don't have a problem doing that, baby. <laughs> I love it, man. Look, you you are recognized and, and you truly are, are a legend. And, and when I say you're synonymous with the sport, bro, if everybody who came up watching UFC, listening yeah. to, you know, we rolling, like getting ready to go, man, that is something that I to this day I miss. I miss in the UFC, man. So, so here, man. So, I, and I and I want to start with this, man, because you have a a very unique story, and I think a lot of people don't know, you know, some of the things that you have done. I mean, you have, you know, you're, you're doing podcasts and radio shows now. You well, have, sir, you know, you, you I'm, have I'm your own promotion. I'm trying to man, follow you, baby. <laughs> man, and again, I, and I want to talk about that. We'll definitely talk about that today. But we, had, I want to start at the beginning, and something that a lot of people don't know, bro. You you manage the legend. Uh, smoking Joe Frazier, man. How how did you end up? What what was that process like? Well, you know, and like, what got you into management? It was it was a a chance meeting, as I as I always say to the majority of of young people that I speak to, because I love speaking to young people, uh, young athletes, be it in at the collegiate level. Or, or at the professional level, or even, you know, with, you know, I have grandchildren, so I take it a little lower, a little lower than that. But I love, you know, emphasizing how, how important it is to be on point, to be on time, to stay consistent, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and always be on your game. Yes, sir. Even when you're not playing your game, be yeah. on your game, baby. Because yeah. you never know when somebody's going to challenge you to bring that game to the table. True. And that challenge is from life. And that's that was my chance meeting with Joe Frazier way back uh, a, a while ago. Just a chance meeting. You know, there was in, in, in New York and there was an automobile accident. And, you know, he was in, in not in the accident, but in the line of traffic that couldn't move and got out of the car to see what was going on and chance meeting. I was there and <laughs> just you know, went over and, and, you know, no introduction, just, Hey, how you doing? And just the conversation and the conversation led and went on to exchanging information. Wow. And, and, but that was my chance meeting. And when I say stay prepared and stay ready, because you don't know when, when that comes to you, you know, I, I, I got a lot of bird isms, you know? All right. And one of them is, is that you get a one in one in life. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one chance and one chance to F it up, baby. <laughs> you never know when that's going to come. So you always know anything that comes before you is that one in one. Mm-hmm. So that was my that's one. Nice. That was it. So I introduced myself and we kind of exchanged names and information and it never left from that point. One thing led to another. And, you know, I always say that I've always been in, been interested in boxing and sports, being a guy from Philly. 
You know, uh, I've always got got to show love to Philly, man. Got to show love. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And also knowing that being from Philly Mm -hmm. and and straight from the hood, I'm a hood rat with an education, baby. (laughs) But I've always had to know how to use these. Okay, you have to. Uh, uh, So I've always had a a little of some kind of an interest in 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 boxing. And, and there's such a great fight history from Philly. The city oh, is just, just oozing in it. You me? You kidding me? I go back to to Bobcat Montgomery, James Shula, uh, Smoking Joe Frazier, Meldrick Taylor, Bernard Hopkins, uh, Willie DeWarren Monroe. Yeah. You know, it it, it goes Man, on and legends. on and on. You know, the guys that, that came mm-hmm. from Philly, Smoking Bird mm-hmm. Cooper. So there's always Even been to this great- day, there's some really good guys there now. Some of the young guys are going up there, you know, J-Rock. Some of those guys are nasty. Without, without a doubt, man. You know, that 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 Philadelphia history, Garcia, you know. Well, hey, one of my all-time favorites. I love yes. I love him, yes. man. He's great. Yes. So we, we've always had had a great history, even, even surrounding Philadelphia. You know, you had Tyrell Biggs and Larry Holmes, who wasn't from Philadelphia, but close enough to walk to Philly. Right, you know? right. Uh, so th- there's always been great history around Philly. So, you know, meeting Joe and, you know, kind of communicating. And I always say that the first real boxing event that I ever really paid attention to, mm-hmm. aside from what I used to listen to back in the day on the radio and before we right. had television, uh, legitimate television. Right, uh, right. I'm also telling you how old I am. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 it was, I understand. It, you know, it was one of those things where where the very first match that I actually paid attention to was mm-hmm. Joe Frazier Muhammad Ali March eighth nineteen seventy one. That was legendary it, fight, man. Legendary it became legendary. Mm-hmm. You know uh, that 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 Joe won the fight. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Muhammad and. We 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 just stayed communicated. We we communicated with each other from that point on, That's and amazing. stayed communicated. And mm-hmm. you know the communication of a friendship, of staying in touch, led to eventually mm-hmm. becoming better friends. And yeah, me working together, That's working amazing. at the gym and working with the other fighters that he had because Joe had a ton of them. All of his all of his people were fighting. You know, not fighting each other, but fighting. Right, right. And and I'm glad you're saying that because they always show Joe as this this surly, angry dude. And one thing that I that I'm liking hearing is you're talking a little bit about could you touch on him just as a person a little bit and just the the person of Joe? How was smoking Joe as a dude? Let me tell you something, bro. (laughs) For Joe for Joe Frazier's 48th birthday, I think, or 40, 48th or 49th birthday. I think it was one of the two. Okay. My mom cooked him a plate of fish and grits for breakfast, okay? All right. So that tells you, first People of all, know. how comfortable I felt enough to take him around my mom. That's true. To be within my family and my mom feeling comfortable enough to cook him a, a, a plate of fish and grits. That's awesome. You know, that, that's that's very, amazing. very comfortable. But that's to say to you, there were times that that Joe and I, he was a very committed person. Okay. And saying that 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 they never and I was not a trainer. I was not his mm-hmm. trainer or or anything like that, or or really involved deeply during that time, but I know that Joe was committed to training. He was committed to keeping himself in shape and conditioning and right and 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 keeping himself committed to mm-hmm. his craft and it showed because he became a champion a legendary champion and became involved in three of the greatest fights in the history of the sport baby yeah historic you know, i mean those are the ones yeah ending up with the thriller in manila so his commitment was always there thus was his commitment to his community his nice. gym and the people around. Joe and I used to walk into neighborhood bars and people would be sitting at the bar just kind of drinking their liquor. You know, that's what they call it, liquor. Right. <laughs> you know, drinking their liquor. And Joe and I would walk in 
you know, and somebody was be sitting there kind of half tanked a little bit. And, you Pop know, right up. Whoa. You know, and then it was like, nah, that can't be. But it was to say That's that amazing. Joe was, he was plain old Joe. He was mm-hmm. just Joe. He, we, 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 That's cool. we went to, we, you know, when we went on the road or we went away or went out in different places, you know, there was high level, the way that you treated a major celebrity, he got yeah, that. Yeah. But when we, when we weren't and we were in the gym or in the neighborhood, you know, Joe put his clothes in the cleaners and went to the cleaners and picked them up. Okay. Yeah. If he walked, he had to walk and do that. And just right, walk right. down the street. At times awesome. I had to say, Joe, you know, maybe, maybe we should drive. It's a little crowded. But <laughs> he wanted to walk down the street. Seems you know? like he's truly a man of the people. Oh, he was totally, totally. But perception of of him became the perception of what transpired from the three fights that he had with Muhammad Ali. Uh, Mm. And Muhammad Ali was also, I mean, you know, I eventually became friends with Muhammad as well. That's amazing. You you know, so between the two of them, it it was, but, but I also learned what show business was about. And I learned Muhammad Ali was the king and creator of talking trash and smack talking. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, there, there's no Conor McGregor without Muhammad Ali. Let's just be honest. Kidding you me. know what I mean? Jimmy Connors learned how to talk smack because of of, of uh, Muhammad Ali. You know, you, you had guys that just, it just went on. It just, from there, it yeah. just snowballed. You know, even yeah. Arthur Ashe, who was a very, you know, he was, he was, very sedate in his appearance and, and he was very subdued, but mm-hmm. he talked a little trash. Yeah, and he's, he's a showman. Over, over his glasses. But <laughs> you know, it, it it through all that and Joe was was the world loves a villain absolutely and a hero. Yeah. You know, the world always yeah. wants to see that. Sometimes they don't know who to choose. Or who or which is which, but they 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 like the side. They like it. Yeah. Everybody loved the three fights between Joe and Muhammad were polarizing. Oh, the most. It, you know, it was unbelievable. And and people got to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people liked and loved Muhammad Ali and loved his flash and pizzazz and the way he talked. And everybody loved Joe Frazier, the fact that he was lunch pail carrying Joe and and yeah. And and took whatever was dished out at him, and it was dished at him. Oh, what 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 was the energy like at that time? I could just imagine how, because I think about like big fights nowadays. You know, you yes. think about the like like even seeing the the only energy that I could almost imagine thinking of it was like uh, Conor Khabib or Conor versus uh, Mayweather. Is that the like, what was the energy like at that time, especially leading up to those type of events? Just as you see it and feel it now, Yeah, it was the very exact same thing back then, except it was, it was so unexpected. Right. You know, today you expect it and you want to see it. And when you, when you get it, you relish in it. It was like, Hey, yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Back in the day, it was like, Whoa, where's this coming from? And does he really mean it? Or, or, or doesn't he mean it? But it brought out the media. It brought attention to not only the fights, but attention to those guys in and out of the ring. You know, it it was, it was, it, it just, it exploded. And the energy was so intense. And it was, it was, it was unbelievable because it was also the very same the very same outside of the ring. Right. When right. Joe and I made, you know, we did personal appearances. Well, he did the personal appearances. Mm-hmm. I went with him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, brother, you there, you in the, you in the building. <laughs> I was in the building. I was in the building. But, you know, even then, 
you know, everybody was saying, can you, can, can we get one more? Can we get, can we yeah. get one more? You, go get him, go get him again. You know, so it, 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 it was always there and it, mm-hmm. and it withstood the test of time, but it was long lasting. Right. It lasted even after the fights, but mm-hmm. the energy level was unbelievable. I mean, I, I worked with, Mike Tyson and Oscar mm. De La Hoya and Roy Jones and yeah, and you name them. Uh, and even even the energy level from those massive fights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't didn't I won't say didn't compare, but it was different than okay. the energy that. level that came from a Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. One, two, three, Thriller in Manila, mm-hmm. and inside and out of, you know, there was a time when, 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 and and I know, young man, you probably have to go back through your archives and find it, but there was a time that J- Joe did uh, an interview with Muhammad on stage, and they got up and they yeah. they were tussling on stage. Okay? Really? Yeah, on television. I, uh, I think it was either the Mike Douglas show or one of them. Muhammad said something, and Joe stood up. And Joe went over and approached him, and Muhammad, as playful as he could be, right, did, right, did the shuffle and ah, Joe, ah, Joe, and he went down, he grabbed Joe, and they rolled off the stage. And this was live television. <laughs> but you know, I what? didn't there know was, that there was no punches. Oh yeah, it's, there was right, no punches right. thrown. But you know, it it happened. It was intense. It was in. It was intense. Uh, when when are, you were at some of these events and you were at some of these fights. I was at the well, first in, one. What did did you feel? Can you know when you're at these? And again, you've been at so many like historic fights in your life. Also, do you know in the moment that yo, this is this is one of those events? Do you feel? Did you like in those moments? Do you know it? You don't. You don't really know it, but in the moment when you compare it to other fights, as yes. you go along, you're like, wow. Yeah. yeah, this, this that, is like, that was pretty cool. This is it. I I started with the UFC mm-hmm. in 2000, 2001. UFC 30 was oh. my first show. Okay. And I did every one of them until I left. And between 30, from 30 and on, and that's through the tough finale, the right. ultimate fighter, you know, when they started doing television. Oh. Uh, the first television network was well when they were with. Um, Come on, help uh, me out, baby. It's, it's not; they're not Paramount anymore. They t- turned to Paramount. Yeah, Spike. Spike. There it is. Spike yep. TV was was the very was the very first, mm-hmm. you know that they that they did. And you start from UFC thirty, fast forward to fifty two, seventy mm-hmm. or whatever, and it was all growing. Yeah, you could see it had legs that it was going to definitely take off. It had legs from the beginning. I could see that. I could see that because I brought that with me from the other. And that's what I was just going to ask you. Like, how did you end up going from you know working in boxing? Because it's so it's so funny. A lot of people from boxing in don't want to embrace MMA, and you're one of the people that were really in there with the greats of boxing and saw MMA and said, "Hey, I can attach myself to that as well. I can grow with that as well." What what brought you to the UFC? How did you end up getting there? Well, I it, it was it was it was a wonderful experience, and, and and I had the opportunity because I started from the beginning, mm-hmm. so I had time to grow with it. But right. as I said earlier in 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 our conversation about chance meeting, yeah, I was doing Zab Judah and Costa Zoo in Las Vegas. I had progressed to that time of doing major, major fights and just kind of working. To me, they weren't, they weren't major fights. They were jobs. Mm-hmm. They were jobs, it was, right. It was, it was a job, but they became history. Yeah. Because history has a way of making you a part of it without you asking for it, baby. It just, yeah. it just does it to you. So they, be, they became history. So I'm working the fight and mm-hmm. I'm in with the promoter and we're talking and I walked out of his office, his office, and he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait." I went back in his office to sit down. 
Now, mm-hmm. I could have walked off and kept going because I had work to do. Right. And I got paid to do the work, not to sit in his office and listen to him ramble. Right. <laughs> but I went back into his office and I sat down and he got the phone call and he was talking and he got off the phone call. Mm-hmm. Now, that was because I came back into right. his office. Here we go with the chance meeting. Absolutely. He said, you know what? He said, I'm just, I'm just talking to a guy and this guy is getting ready to start this organization and he's looking for good people and you're here and, <laughs> and you know what? You'd be the perfect person to introduce to this guy. Now, that was my a, a second chance meeting. Right, when right. I came back. That guy was Dana White. Nice. And, 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 but at the time, he was Dana White. He wasn't right. Dana White. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so he was Dana I, White. The guy just happened to have a couple buddies who had some money. That, that Dana White right, at that time. Right, who was, who was taking a, rolling the dice on something mm-hmm. called, uh, I, I called it wrestling. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what street people and hood people call it wrestling. Right. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't even know the term grappling. Okay. Right, I didn't know right. what that. Was. I had no idea. But he said, "I got this guy that's going to start something," and mm-hmm. that's how it started. I said, "Okay." So he introduced us. We set up a meeting. We talked, and the key from that was, "You pay me and respect me. You got me." Right. And that was hey. it. It, it, and you were there from then on out. From then on out. And earlier point I was making that was mm-hmm. from 30 on to 60. Then when it got to UFC 100, mm-hmm. that was one of the first times when I said, damn. Because UFC 100, because when you do 100 of anything, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I think Brock Lesnar was on that show. Oh, that was the Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, um, GSP, Tiago Alves, come on, Michael Bisbing, you know, Dan man, Henderson was out there. Man, come oh, on, man! man. I love that Don't fight. That was a, one of the greatest cards of all. John Jones was on the undercard of that card. On my the undercard, my babies, okay. man, all of them. One of the greatest cards of all time, man. And again, it's so fun. funny. Um, it, one of the, that fight, I like, and I, and I'm like, I'm a young kid watching that one. Um, yeah. I remember watching it in a, uh, it was like at a vitamin shop, right? It's something like, dude, like had it had a TV, and it was at a vitamin shop. So I'm in there with all these like these meatheads, you know, with protein powder buckets next to us and stuff, and I'm watching it. And bro, you're right in the middle of that. Like every time they're sending fighters out there, bro, we rolling. You here, you going, and, and there you are, right there in the midst. It was it was it was awesome and and the fact that it was UFC 100 that it was 100 that's that's one of the few times that that I really stood and kind of looked around and said yeah <laughs> yeah like this yeah. is something yeah this is this that's is dope this is it and then you know what I I I, I, I went to work and and got backstage at the weigh-in and talking to everybody because one of the things I, I always I've always had a, 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 a and it always this always gets me a little mussy because okay. <laughs> I've always I've, I've, I always respect the relationship that I've had with fighters and their cams yeah. and you know I've always had First of all, they were always my children. They were always Don't. my babies. They always belonged to me. <laughs> and I always took care of them. And I did that. Mm-hmm. 100% took care of them. So thus, whenever we had a weigh-in, one of the routines, I brought everybody down early, brought them down early enough. I'd get them down and I'd get all of them in a group. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't start my meeting till I got everybody. And sometimes they were a little tardy. I use that word tardy. <laughs> okay. But right. we, you know, I wasn't doing nothing mm-hmm. until I talked to them. Mm-hmm. And that was getting on that stage or putting them on the scale. None of that was gonna be in, was gonna be done until I 
did my talk. So I always had a talk where I'd sit and I'd talk to them and I would talk to them about what was about to happen up on that stage, the importance of it, what was going to happen the next day and just how they got in and how they got out. You know, Bert gave them that talk. Right. And that talk was, was me bonding with them a little more and a little better. Yeah. But letting them know everything. I'm sure that does a lot for the athletes too, man. Just because, especially, that's one of the most vulnerable positions you can be in. You're in there, you're going out there, stripping down your underwear, and I'm going to go ahead and fight somebody else who literally wants what you have and vice versa. One of the most pressure situations ever. So to have somebody literally beforehand take the time and say, hey, man, look, first of all, I care about you. I got you. And you know what, man? Like, it's gonna let's let's do this. It's gonna be okay. I that it shows in how the athletes have always spoken out about you, and I think that's why you're such a fixture still in the sport today because of the the care that you showed with those athletes, man. So I salute to you, my brother. Like that's amazing, uh, man. You know, I always said to them, you know, that that I'm gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that nothing happens to you because I know what it takes. To get from home to the airport on a plane and leave your loved ones behind and go someplace else and get there and not know what's going on. Right. Right. I know how that is. So mm-hmm. I was never going to let that happen. When I knew they were coming in and when I knew yeah. they got to the airport, the first person they saw was Bert Watson. That's so dope, man. That's and I so did dope. that. I did that till I couldn't do it no more. Right. 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 And then. When I couldn't do it no more, then I made sure that the first person they saw when they got to the airport was somebody who was the extension of Burt Watson. And Burt Watson right. sent that person there to get you and to bring you. Right. I'm right. going to take care of you and I'm going to respect you, mm-hmm. but you got to respect me. Facts. 100. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. I said, you got to give me that mm-hmm. because if you don't give me that, then I can't give it to you. Right. So if we need right. to get things straight, let's get it straight right now. Now, I wasn't challenging them because they all could fight. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. <laughs> I, I knew that. I knew yeah. that. They all could fight. But they also wanted to know that yeah. somebody was there. And I tell them, you know what? I can F with you. I'm not going to let anybody else F with you. I promise you Thanks. that. But yeah. you got to give it to me, baby. And you got to give it to me right. And that's the kind of speech I gave to them. I can guarantee you, when you come down tomorrow night in that dressing room, your name, your name mm-hmm. is going to be on that door. That does a yeah. lot. Your yeah, name yeah. is going to be on that chair. Your name is going to be on a list for the referee. You're not going to have to look for nothing. The only yeah. thing you will have to look out for is that punch that's coming at you when you get <laughs> Everything yeah. from there to there, I got you. And that's what I did. So I that, gave that does a lot. That that takes so much. If they can that's like so a monkey off of their back, they don't even have to deal with anymore. That's, that's a gorilla, brother. That's a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. Well, let me ask you this, because you've been in there with some of the most epic and wildest moments in uh in, in, in MMA history. What what is one of the moments that stands out that was just like crazy? Aside from UFC 100, which was crazy, there, there, there are there, there are so many that that you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember being and and I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I I walked and I ran and and I did everything myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't put a skirt on nothing. You know, when it when when it was time to come out of that dress room, I made sure everybody mm-hmm. had me and my voice at the front of that door when they came out. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Not just the main event or the fighters that everybody knew, but everybody. Absolutely. Your first time, last time, or 21st time, you were going to get me to walk you to that cage yelling and screaming, we roll. So I ran. I was right. perpetual motion, which I still am. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But we're going to talk about that, man, because you're working on a bunch of stuff still. Yeah, like I said, my, my man hasn't slowed down at all, man. So, so I do want to talk about that in a second. Not even a little bit. So it was, it was pretty hard or pretty trying, you know, always in and out of one dressing room. And, and one, the only time we switched holding areas was when you got to the main event. Because at some point, and I don't know which fight it was, we used to walk everybody to the holding area. But then at some point, Dana and the production staff decided they wanted to split guys up right. and bring the, the main event, the, the guy from the blue corner on one side and the guy from, but I was okay with that. Yeah, Just tell yeah. me. Right, right. Let me know. And we were at Rogers Arena mm-hmm. in Canada. And then obviously being in Rogers, that was a George St. Pierre. Right, uh, right. I, I, little brain fart, but I know it was him. Yeah. And that was probably the first huge arena that mm-hmm. the UFC had, had gone to. Well, that was it, like that first, uh, their first big stadium show, wasn't it? That was like that was crazy, 50, yeah, that crazy. 5,000 yeah. or something crazy Nuts. like that. But that arena was split. Right. And I always said to the fighter, mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. There's one voice fight night. Okay. Right. And that, that, let me tell you something, son, that wasn't doing this. That right. was this. Right. one voice because it was so much going on. Oh, sure. And, and, and sometimes you'd go to a fight and you'd have, sometimes you'd have five officials, 10 officials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go to Canada, you got 30. So that's all those voices mm-hmm. going on. So I'm and and it was so big the arena that I couldn't run from one dress room to another because I had to set it up. So I I actually had a golf cart <laughs> that I had to take people back and forth. That's but great. I took the 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 and I'm I'm I don't remember exactly who he was fighting, but. They brought his fight out first. Okay. And they took his fight into the wrong corner. Oh, I'm in the no. golf court and I drive down and the fighter wasn't there. I forgot who George was fighting, but he wasn't in the holding area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whoa! Like, Where's he at? <laughs> no, I didn't say it that nicely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ran to the commission. What the, did you all do with my fighter? Right. And they looked at each other. Oh, we got the fighter in the holding area. Man, I jumped off that cart and I hauled ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this arena, I mean, you can if you can imagine, it's like regular NBA arenas. Yeah, yeah. So you got the home team coming out of one side and the visiting mm-hmm. team, and they're at a distance. Right. Oh, yeah, it's a trick. And I had the book. I had the book. And I got him. And when I got him, I said, you know what? We got one minute to get over there. Grab them buckets, hold on, and let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> Threw them on and the they, cart and kept it rocking. And you know what? And they did. They grabbed them buckets and that fighter, and they were rolling. And I'm rolling. And I'm looking back to make sure that I saw four heads. <laughs> okay? The fighter and his three corner people. Because at a main event, you're allowed three or four. Right. And I'm huffing, I'm puffing, I'm looking back, making mm-hmm. sure I got that to get my fighter there. I got him there. Then I had to go get George and take him in the cart all the way around and go back and get his and get his corner because I couldn't put all four corners right. on that cart. And I said, you know what, mm-hmm. y'all young, run. You better start running. <laughs> run. <laughs> I put, put George on the cart and took it around, man. But that was the craziest. And I finally got them in the holding area. And I had to go all the way back over because I promised them that I was going to walk everybody. So I had to go all the way back over and get them. And I had to run. I had to chuck. Hell with that cart. But that cart had to back up and turn around. Right, right. By the time you made the second turn, I'm halfway there. Later. Facts. (laughs) I'm running. And I got down there. I stood in front of him. Ring walk music. 
That was amazing, we man. Um, I went out and well, I got George and walked him. And when I got them in the cage and that bell rang, I went back and I fell out. I'm about to say, man, that's that's one of these. You, you take a seat, you know, definitely grab that Gatorade and call it one. Like, look, I'm chilling for a while, guys. Well, that, that's that's happened a couple of times with. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I'm 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 taking this one. Okay, this is mine. Okay. Even though they do now, there was a time when the fighters we take them to the to the cage. Mm-hmm. The referee would. Uh, before the the referee, the corner would pat them down to make sure they had all their stuff. And, you know, the referee would check them to make sure that they had no stuff or whatever. Absolutely. And he would check the gloves. And I would go on back into the back area. So I went on to the back area. Mm-hmm. I got in the back area. And I'm looking up at the big screen. Absolutely. And I'm looking up and I see this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I see. The fighters going like this. Right. 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 And I saw four hands and and four set of wrists, but all with the same color. And I'm like, damn, I can't see who's who. Who's right. Who, who am I looking at? But I couldn't. And I in in my head, I'm like, eh. That's not gonna happen again. Right. The fight was Saturday, so I got home Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. I called okay. Uline. Okay. Who makes the tape. Right. The red right. Blue tape that they put on. And I said, do you have red tape? They said, yes. I knew they had red because that's, that's you funny. have blue tape. They said, yes. I said, I want a box of red and I want a box of blue. So the very next fight, I took it and it was George St. Pierre and Matt Hughes. No, Matt Sarah. And I took wow. it in Dana and I said, look, I'm going to use this. You know what? I'm good. As long as you got it. <laughs> okay. That's funny. So you're the reason that they actually finally started doing the red and the blue in, in UFC. Not only in UFC, in MMA, oh, MMA. and boxing. And boxing. Wow. That, that, that they start now. Let me, let me say it a little further funny. because back in Pride, okay. they use pink tape, but yeah. They had white tape on the other guy or some other, but the red and blue distinctively mm-hmm. for MMA and boxing, every show. Yes, sir. That's funny. And the yes, first sir. ones to do it were George St. Pierre and Matt Sarah. Now, let me tell you the crazy thing about that. Okay. Was then I went to the, I, 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 I learned not to give the tape to the, to, to the commission. Put that right. tape on yourself, Bert. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. assign <laughs> somebody to put that tape on. Because I, I'm walking into the cage and I'm looking and they get ready to get into the cage and they both had on red tape. Red tape. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, whoa, whoa, that, that wasn't the point. <laughs> uh, well, you, you're much nicer than I was because I wasn't, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Man, I went up. But you know what? We got that kink out and now... You know, and it was crazy because Herb Dean mm-hmm. and one and of the John, best in the game and John McCarthy. Yep. Also uh, one of the best said in the to game. me, man, what a difference. Now I don't have to look. They said peripherally, I can see, you know, the red who. corner and the blue corner because I can see the tape. Yeah. And when they get in a clinch, I can see it. I can see the tape. So it, almost, it makes so much sense. It's one of those things that, like, wait, what do you like? This wasn't something that they always did. It's, it's what is so synonymous with both well, sports now, and it makes so much sense. Well, you had to see it to know it and think it. True, true, you know? true. And I saw it, and I knew it, and I seeing that right away. I'm like, oh right. no, like that doesn't work. Like I don't especially, know who's who. You know, it, it's it's and especially if they're in a clinch up on the cage. Right. You can't see nothing. And I looked up and all I saw was white tape. I'm like, no, man, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Who's who? Right. So, it's funny. When you really think back, you think of those those old old fights with GSP. You think okay. about them. I think about like Robbie Lawler old fights, you, you know, in the UFC. Tape? It's all white tape. Everybody uh-huh. has white tape. Uh-huh. It's it like when you as soon as you said it, it like clicked. I'm like, they didn't have it for a long time. It nope. really didn't. Nope. Nope. It, Oh. That's nuts, man. Well, look, you're also doing so much, and not just in in the realm there. Now you 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 got Burt Watson Promotions. 
you know, you 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 knock you got you know your radio show and everything. What what has Burt Watson been doing post UFC? Well, I've always been a coordinator, mm-hmm. which is you know coordinating and putting events together and making things happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, in my in my lifetime, I've I've you know a lot of people don't. I mean, in two thousand and eight, bro, I did the Latin Billboards Award. Really? Yes, sir. The Latin Grammy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes, I did. Yes, I'm I just did. thinking about you in the back yelling, we're rolling for like J-Lo to run up well, or Shakira well, or some shit. Well, well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't yell at them because they were scared, okay? Right. <laughs> I didn't want to scare anybody half to death. Right. <laughs> you know, that we, and I'll tell you in a minute where that, where that we rolling came from. Okay, absolutely. But I, I've always been, you know, as a coordinator, you, you, you always have a handful of stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I left the UFC and I started on my own, I was actively coordinating for whatever promoter needed me, wanted me, could use me, yeah. and would pay me. Absolutely. Yeah. And and coordinating events, you know. But then as time kind of went on, you know, I said to myself, you know what? I'm I'm I I I want to brand what I'm doing and I don't have my shirt on now, but I have respect, but mm-hmm. I have Burt Watson promotions. Right. Right. Uh, because they eventually got to using my name, Burt Watson. Mm-hmm. And I just started doing things evolved around coordinating. I was coordinating events. And then at some point they knew me at the hotels. They knew my work and they also Absolutely. knew that, if I was there, it was going to be done right. Yeah. So I went to a hotel in Fort Lauderdale, the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Can I get a date? Right. And they gave me a date. That was my first promotion, Burt Watson Promotions. I said, you know, I have done that all my life, boss man, mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. That's all I've ever done. And I've done it at the, at, at the highest level. And I've done it at the medium level and at a regional level. Mm-hmm. And that was for somebody else. So knowing how to do that was there. So I said, well, why don't I just do that and put my name on it? So I did. And I started promoting and, mm-hmm. and doing my shows and kind of, you know, it, it, I did one. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was pretty successful because the arena had been scaled down to like about 3,000, and I think I had like 2,600 people. Packed is, house. Yes, yeah, for yeah. your first, for your first yeah. event. Absolutely. I was, able to pay, I was able to pay all the bills and, 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 and pay back my sponsors and not feel, you know, yeah, broke. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, which was good. And I had four dates left from that point. Okay. From that one show, I was, I was given four dates. And then... Mm-hmm. Everything happened. The world shut down. Yeah, truly. Shut down. First Mm -hmm. time I've ever seen that. And then then the shows got canceled. So I my shows were canceled. Mm -hmm. So every like everybody else with 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 everything that we're going through right now with yeah, just with the COVID Mm -hmm. and and the world being safe. Absolutely. Everybody needs to be Mm -hmm. safe and secure and listen to the science man telling you let them know it's the people that know what they're doing it's like me going to do an event and somebody try to tell me how to do it no (laughs) you listen to me and i'm gonna get you in that cage get you out and take you back and get you paid facts and then send you home so you listen to the science so it happened and i got cut off so i'm sitting at home but again, you've been out of crib. You've been able to reinvent yourself, and and you have your radio show and everything now, yeah. man. So tell yeah. tell me, man, what's going on with the show? That that I, I was sitting at home, and I have five grandchildren. And Congratulations, man! That's well, awesome. Well, I'm very proud of my oldest grandson graduated from Yale. My oh, wow, that's amazing. I, I got a granddaughter who's trying to make a decision. I got one that's headed to William and Mary uh, to play lacrosse. That's awesome. You know, I got one that was with Tiger Shilman, but all my grandkids. So I'm sitting and I started doing Instagram Live. Yeah. Okay. So I was doing it 
because everybody's home doing nothing. I'm doing Absolutely. the body. So my grand, one of my granddaughters said, Papa, why are you talking to yourself? Okay. <laughs> why are you sitting on Instagram by yourself? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And click. <laughs> it was like, okay, uh, uh, why am I sitting here by myself? So the next, the very next time I said, you know what? I'm going to give Vitor Belfort a call. And I called him. Now, why him? Because I had just recently talked to him. Right, right. I still, I still keep in touch with a lot of people. Yeah, of course. You know, I have phone numbers that don't even work anymore. <laughs> you know, I got phone numbers I've had in my phone since 2005. Right. Some of them work, some of them don't. Yeah. So I called him and said, hey, man, I'm going to I'm going to be on Instagram live. And I, I've been talking to myself. Would you go on with me? He said, of course, I would. I'd be I'd be it'd be great. It would be legend to legend, one legend to yeah. another. <laughs> Bing. Right. The bell went off. So I thought of the concept legends to legend. Mm-hmm. Well, when he mentioned legends to legend, right. like, oh, yeah, there it oh, is. Here it is. So mm-hmm. then I went and I took that concept to MMA Junkie and I said, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm doing. And so one thing led to another and we had a conversation and what came from that conversation was Legends to Legends on MMA Junkie. That's amazing. And it's nothing but OG chatter. It's not an interview. <laughs> it's me sitting and talking to legends. You know, and I'm going to have Chael Sonnen and Randy Couture and George and legends who not only that I know who have contributed and are legitimate legends to the sport, the Gracies, Mm -hmm. but people, I can sit and have that. I say it's not an interview. It's OG chatter. Absolutely. That's what it is. Mm Because I can sit and talk to them about things I legitimately you know, I'm going to ask them questions. And I'll let them ask me questions. Nothing's off balance. You know, and that's we can. The, that's have that's a the best thing. Those barbershop conversations. That's oh, it's always the best worked, thing, man. We worked together. I did one with Chael Sonnen and and Chael said, "Hey, Bertie, you going to tell the people about the time you got mad at me for nothing?" And it was like, <laughs> uh, but but that's what it is. It's legend to legend on MMA Junkie. And as a matter of fact, they're going to start putting up some clips starting yeah. this week. Amazing. MMAJunkie.com, some excerpts from a show, and then lead up to it. And I hope everybody watches it. So that I got into, and I'm having a great time. I enjoy it. I can be found on any social media. I love social media. Uh, And oddly enough, I use my name. Okay. Hey, hey, you know what, man? It, it's it's always special when you can actually use your name. We don't have to put like eighteen oh. dashes and dots. Oh, you know, no. <laughs> we can actually type use it. your actual name. Just type in Bert Watson, and surprisingly enough, I I see there's more than one Bert Watson, uh, <laughs> but it's Bert Watson for real, baby. Uh, yes, sir. But uh, MMA MMA Junkie Legends to Legends. I'm very proud of that, and I want everybody. I'm 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 giving myself a little dirty plug right now. Oh man, he's supposed to, brother. All shameless plugs. Go ahead, let them know. I want everybody to 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 tune into it and check it out. And you know, my my social media, I'll be putting all that stuff on it as it goes along. But definitely, you know, communicate. That's and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get nothing but but the best. You know, the legends. I love it. People. I love- you know, reaching out for Uriah and the Gracies and and, and George and Matt Hughes and I don't want to give it all away, but I'm I'm reaching out to all of them. Now, and, you know, those shows are the best, man, because gentlemen like yourselves who are legends having these conversations. That's why I think Mike Tyson's show is so popular. You know, it's right. a legend having this conversation. You know, you're you're somebody that you brings know. that same level of residence, man. Exactly in the in the thought. It's it's, it's an amazing thing, man. I I'm I'm really. Looking forward to your show, bro. Well, it's gonna be so I, fun. You know, you can sit and talk to somebody, and 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 I I I've watched Mike's show, and I can see, you know, he sit and he talks to people, and you can see in his eyes when it's like, what are you saying? <laughs> okay, Truly. you can see in his eyes. Truly, when he, <laughs> 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 he he will stop, kind of like, wait, that 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 wasn't it. 
even even though they smoking that shit, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can say that on your show. Bro, oh, you can say whatever you like, man. Words over here, you know. But it's 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 I'll tell you something, man. It's it's amazing for me mm. as a person who's been involved with boxing and MMA at 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 the beginning, the mid-level, the upper level, and the highest level. Absolutely. I, I am so proud of that. And it's amazing to see it because you can really talk about it and digest it and suggest it and talk to people like yourself and your audience. And they listen because it's 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 real, man. You know, yeah. if I tell you, you know, it's it's you know, I can say things to the guys, little things like it's and I'm gonna try to say this nicely without uh-huh. It, it's one. Of those, hey, brother, you, you can say it however you need to on this show, man. That's how we get down. I'm, you know, but I, I still respect my fighters. Okay, and I respect. I pre- yes, sir. You know, and and you always have to be very careful and watch them. And I was always really careful with the fighters and camps and everybody taking Vaseline mm-hmm. to the ring with them. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm one that doesn't allow that. So. Right. You know, I told you that speech I gave them in the weigh-in? Yeah, absolutely. A part of that speech was that everybody, tomorrow, it's your night, it's your fight, and you got to get it right. And ain't but two, it's him and you. And I don't want anybody in this room, I don't want to catch anybody with Vaseline, you know, in your nose, between your toes, under your arm, (laughs) in your fingers. In your crack, up your back, no Vaseline. I don't want Vaseline, petroleum jelly, KY jelly, peanut butter and jelly, Ben Gay, <laughs> Gay Ben, fish and grease, French fries, fish and rice, Asian rice, nada. <laughs> Can't have none of it. That was a speech I gave. That's Dang. amazing, man. <laughs> That's great. But you know what they said? And, and you know what? And they started going along with it. KY jelly, peanut butter and jelly. And and the the one thing I get from all the fighters is, how's the peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> okay. That's funny. Oh, bro, yeah. that's great. But that's, that's great. what, you know, it, it it I'd get in trouble with it saying a lot mm-hmm. of that now. You know, but not not in that setting because nobody's there but me right. and us. Right, right, like, right. Like a flashback from your show where somebody might, did he just say, <laughs> hey well that's the beautiful thing about these type of platforms is that it allows us to have our candid conversations you know and really you yeah. know have that space where 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 this type of stuff is allowed and it's fun man and and Bert, man I, thank you you're always so gracious with your time man before we get you out of here a uh, couple things we got to ask you man we rolling we rolling how did you get how, how do we roll and derive oh. man how, how did that derive well I am perpetual motion. Yes, sir. And I'm also not a very young man. Okay, uh, I, I I don't have to tell you how old I am, but I can tell you I'm 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 older than seventy, but I'm All still right. rolling. Okay, <laughs> absolutely hard and fast. As I told you when we were in the Rogers Center, I'm in and out of the dress rooms, but I used to do that every place we went, yes, in sir. and out of the dress rooms, in and out, up and down, and in and out, of, and I told every fighter that I was going to walk them to the cage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I I wanted to live up to that. I'm going to walk you to the cage. Absolutely. So I would run in and out of every dress room regardless. And I'm going to tell you something. There was a science to putting dressing rooms together. I'm sure. Absolutely. A real science. Because you had to know what fighter was probably going to fight that next person in six months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What fighter. They never showed me that they didn't like each other, but I knew I knew who yeah. didn't, and I knew yeah. what corner because I heard and I listened, and they told yeah. me. And so, you, you paid. You've been around the game long enough. Well, you you get a vibe for people, you know. Paid attention, so I knew logistically. So putting dressing rooms together was a trick, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I did it. Okay, and because the last thing you wanted to do was to put a dressing room together and have a fighter fight night show up right. and look up and say, 
oh, he's in there. I'm not going in there. I don't want to. I don't want to be nowhere near, buddy. And that ain't him. That ain't on him. That's on me. Right. So you know what? Right. I hooked that up from before. Mm-hmm. When they step off and I do this, mm-hmm. I tell them if it's up here, I want it in here. If right. it's in here, especially if it's in here, I want it right here. Only stupid questions the one you don't ask, bro. Facts. Facts. So I did that. And I'm running in and out of the dressing rooms and back and forth. By the end of the night or the next day, my feet was that big. And my little sure, ankles and my legs was all <laughs> swollen up. And come the next fight, sometimes, you know, you see now where they're doing three fights That's, yeah. in a week. That's not the first time they did that. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. we had a fight on Saturday night mm-hmm. at the Mandalay Bay. Wednesday night, we had the tough finale at the Hard Rock. That's true. Or the Palm. And then the next Saturday night, we had a pay-per-view. So that was three in a week. So we've done that back in the day. Mm -hmm. And when we did that, I was, my poor little ankles and legs had no time to heal. And I'm running in and out. So being from Philly, Mm -hmm. usually in a bathroom singing doo-wop, okay? (laughs) A little, you know, know, that Philly stuff. I know how a voice travels. Absolutely. So I'm walking down the hall one day in Mandalay, and mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know what? I'm tired of running in that dressing room. I am, not, I am not running up and down there anymore. So I walked up to the top of the hallway, and I yelled, yo, we got five hours to go. We got one hour. And they heard me. Right, right. And I said, hmm, that works. Right. Went down there and I said, all right, it's time to go. So we rolling. And I said that we rolling. And I didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, we rolling. Yeah. And they came out that dressing room. <laughs> there it is. You know what? That was it. That was from there on out. It, it stuck. Yeah. They're on out. They came up. And I had, and then I had to say, all right, I want you here and I want you here. And when mm-hmm. I say we rolling and they hit because they were, you would walk past the dressing room and you could see them in the hall, yeah. pacing, waiting for me, waiting for that we rolling, man. And yeah. I'd go to the top of the hall, we rolling. Yeah. And when I hit yeah, boom, they swung right, that corner, man, with that face, yeah. with that focus. But I had to have my guys stand there and catch them because you got to catch the blue corner first. Yeah. <laughs> you can't let that red corner walk past. Oh, yeah. No, no. That, I, I could imagine. That, that's like two pit bulls when you see them go past each other at that point. Oh, yeah. But that was planning. I, I put that's all awesome. that together beforehand. And when I went in, I gave that command. Man. Man. And I could, I could literally see guys with with the hair stand up on their arms on the back of yeah. their neck and I and, and in their eyes and snorting. You know, that's and that funny. was that was can imagine what that did for me, bro. <laughs> that's amazing, and man. You know what? From that point on, it was then I did that the weekend on the way home, mm-hmm. Sunday night, Monday, I had no voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure your voice is spent for like a week. I had no, and I'm going to tell you something. My voice has changed now because mm-hmm. I've been doing that now for 20 some years. Uh, I used, I used to be, I'm from, I used to be a very good singer, mm-hmm. but my wife said to me, she said, man, what happened to that baby voice? <laughs> that, that, little, that little voice is gone. It's, it's turned very raspy, but I still got it. And to be able to do that, over the past 24, 25 years. Yeah. Because I started it and and I couldn't, I couldn't, because they wouldn't move. Oh, I believe it. At one point, it got to a point, the fighters, you can walk past and they were standing there. And it was good because uh, uh, one of the, one of the uh, officials from the Mm -hmm. athletic commission would go in the room, come on, let's go, come on, let's go. Won't pay no attention. But but that that we rolling was like a uh, it, it's like it like like a like a track star hey, and you hear hey. the gun going off bah! hey that was it's like that that was it I I got guys now you know it's it's Alan 
uh, from Brazil. Mm -hmm. uh, what is Alan's last name? Uh, from Brazil, I'm 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 drawing a blank. But what, what you guess? he called me and left on my voice message. Oh, my brother, I miss you. We rolling. <laughs> That's dope. I, I've got I've got a couple of guys that have done that that That's call cool. my voicemail and leave. I miss that. We rolling, and 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 they don't they don't they can't do it. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. But they say it, and it's it's, you know, I've 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 recently spoke to to kind of text with John Jones. I don't I don't mm -hmm. some of them I've talked to, and right. a lot of them I text. But I still got pretty good communications with most of them, man. The majority. That's amazing. Well, that says everything about you it and is. and in the in the respect that you really treated these athletes with, man. And, and, and that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted you on the show. You are a legend in this game, sir. Yes, um, sir. It is a, an absolute honor and a privilege to speak to you. I hope we get an opportunity to do this again. Um, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Um, let people, let the people know, man, where can they find you, sir? Absolutely. Without a doubt, man, any social media, Burt Watson for real, just type in Burt Watson, if that doesn't come in, Burt Watson for real under Burt Watson Promotion. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm always ready to take any questions. And please make sure you go to YouTube and pick by the, by next week. My YouTube channel will be up full blast and ready to go. Give me some subscribers. Come on to that YouTube Absolutely. channel. Absolutely. I got all my interviews. I give instructions about gloves and how to wrap your hands and why we Amazing. use gloves. And can't tell you the rest of it, but you got to go to YouTube and check it out, baby. Well, we'll I'm saying we'll, we'll go ahead and actually pub that when you do it. I cannot wait for your show. I cannot wait to hear all the legends that you have on Legends to Legends. That's going to be amazing. We're going to get Anderson on the show at some point. You're going to get the spider on there? Well, I'm... We'll I'm, see. We'll see. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm working on that aspect, but that's got to be a three-way aspect. Because yeah. I have to respect his English. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to respect, because I'm not going to embarrass anybody. When Facts. I put him on the show, Facts. it's going to be a comfort level, just what I'm used to giving to him. But, oh, yes, yeah, sir. I'm working on it. I'm working on him. I, I'm, I'm working on legends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I, I got to figure out the Anderson Silver, but I'm yeah. dying to get him. But I got to have a mediator and a time mm -hmm. where I can get somebody, somebody that he's comfortable with, not just Facts. me going and getting somebody. Right. But I got to right. find somebody that's going to say, hey, man, you know you said the wrong thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> say it in Portuguese, you know, and, and I can see on his face, you know, because Anderson, we had a we had a good. In my entire career, son. Mm -hmm. Boxing and MMA, and I'm not going to I won't give him the pleasure of mentioning his name, mm -hmm. but I've only had one incident. In my entire 35, 40, 40 year career with wow. one person. And like I said, I won't do him the privilege of giving his name. Right. But other than that, I'm male, female. And let me just give a shout out to all female athletes, man. I am Amazing. so proud to see the progression and how they have performed and how they have elevated this sport. Shout out Absolutely. to Ronda Rousey and Liz Carmouche which was the first female fight that I did and Layla Ali and Christy Martin. But now I'm going to boxing because I did Absolutely. that too. Jackie, yeah. Jackie lied. You know, that's Joe Frazier's daughter, mm -hmm. you know, shout out to all the female athletes, man. And really just kind of, there's some out. amazing ones right now too. Oh, really? Oh, oh, but it started, it started from here, baby, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and they went from, from this to, you know, truly, you know, truly. and 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 did themselves justice and are and are still going on. And I, I don't want to name any more names because I don't want to miss somebody because somebody's going to say, I heard you. Because <laughs> they're going to do that. Too. <laughs> shout out to you for that post you did Thank last you, night. I appreciate that, baby. And I appreciate Absolutely, the man. show. I appreciate the love and everybody around Bert Watson. Appreciate Absolutely. it, man. Well, brother, Burt Watson, man, thank you so much for joining us. I hope we get a chance to do this again, man. Much continued success. Everyone, Burt Watson, the legend.
Anytime. Right, have a good one. Appreciate it, man. And good being with you, Sergio. Just keep rolling, baby. <laughs> oh, you know it, man. We're going to keep rolling over here, man. All night long. And I got to right, do brother. it. I got to do it. You know what it means. When it's time to go to work, you know what that means. You know what it means when it's time to go to work. I don't know. We rolling! Yeah! <laughs> there it is. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Boom. 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 Appreciate you. Peace out, man. I love it, man. Well, look, everybody, that was my conversation with Burt Watson, man. I really appreciate his time, his energy, and everything. Everyone listening right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, thank you. Remember, check out the five podcasts everywhere. Podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check us out at thefivepodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe, share. You can do that right down there. Um, this is Serge Vicente, the host of the Five Podcast, the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. This has been episode 262, my conversation with the legend, Burt Watson. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast.